catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Taiwan International. Up next this hour, I have hashtag Taiwan and status update for you. But we're going to start off like we always do with a little bit of here in Taiwan. Now, welcome to the news talk show here in Taiwan. If you're tuning in from our Facebook live stream, today is Monday, the 18th of October. But if you're listening on our shortwave broadcast, well, today's going to be Tuesday, October 19th for you. And uh, I'm Leslie Liao, your host. And joining me in the studio today is Mr. Stash Butler. Hello. And Tomasz Koper. Hello. And I've got actually... Monday is where I'm out. Uh, I'm outnumbered by two poles. Yeah, that's right. It's poll day. It's poll day. <laughs> Bring so. your poll to work day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, 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 these they're not my polls. But, uh, we bring ourselves to work. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about some news stories. Uh, one's a little harrowing about how Taiwan is pretty high up there when it comes to work hours yeah, compared to the rest wild. of the world. Uh, when Tomas brought this to my attention, I was like, oh, that's. That's a, that's a high number. <laughs> Not good. Uh, and then we've talked about strange pizza toppings before, and... It's not been too long since I t we talked about the really last strange one. I feel like it's not the last time we're going to talk it's about it. It's not, <laughs> but this one, here's the saving grace. This one's in India, and it's turning heads because, uh, well, Taiwan's just like, oh, you know strange pizza toppings? Well, we know strange pizza <laughs> toppings, too. Hold my beer. Uh, hold yeah. my beer, exactly. And then uh, I got another story about a man who tries to get away with robbery. Keyword tries. Tries. Right? I'm going to be telling you about what happens there. Anyway, all that and more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. Don't go away. This is going to be a fun show. Alright, so let's talk about uh, the first story we had, which is the number of work hours in Taiwan, which... It's kind of alarming, but I do know that in Taiwan, like my friends in Taiwan often talk about needing to pull overtime. I don't know if you, your, your acquaintances do. Yeah, I, I definitely have friends who do that as well. Um, I, have a, I have a Polish friend at the radio who might have to do it today, for example. At the radio? It's me. Oh, <laughs> wait, what is it? I was like, at the radio. Well, Polish friend. way to start the show off with yeah. a complete flop of a truck. I was just like, hold on right. That's it for me, bye guys. <laughs> well, that one just flew right over yeah, to my yeah, head. It is Monday. Us. Anyway. Uh, no, it was a joke. Um, but before I, before I brought this story to you guys mm. earlier today, how uh, did you estimate the number of hours that uh, workers in Taiwan have to work on average? Oh. I mean, where would Taiwan place on the like a ranking of countries? It, it, overall, uh, I mean, yeah, I would, let's say overall. I would have assumed like fairly high up, but like not not like crazy. I yeah. mean, I would, yeah, I don't top know. ten, yeah, top five. I would, yeah. be, I would definitely be like, I'm not sure about top five, but maybe maybe top ten. Okay, yeah. well, it actually turns out that according to the labor ministry's own data, um, which is <laughs> based on a report from uh, uh, data from other OECD countries, uh, Taiwan ranks number four. This one's coming from <laughs> the horse's mouth. It's, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> they're really telling on themselves here. Okay, so <laughs> like, like if it was somewhere else, they might have suppressed this report. You'd think. But, when uh, you talk about like work hours, right? As far as like the hardest working countries, I mean, I think 
you know, I've heard about some crazy work hours in Singapore, right? Yeah, Korea, Japan. Mm. So Singapore was number one on the list. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So that's that's accurate. What have you guys heard from Singapore? I I don't. I'm not really acquainted. I just hear it's a really really competitive market, especially if you want like white collar jobs, right? And uh, you really got to run yourself into the ground. Hong Kong, I know, is also got an insane work culture. But over the past few years, like when it comes to like maybe China, the word that they use there is like, uh, what is it? Nine, nine, six. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah, you yeah. work yeah. from nine to nine, six days of the week. And that that's that was that's a 12. That's a 72, 72 hour work week, which is ridiculous I, wasn't that popularized by jack ma i think it Mine. was jack ma yeah, yeah. Is that was, him? Or who is now famously working zero 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 <laughs> <laughs> like taiwan sorry cases that could so, yeah. is oh, that his anyway. work hours is that his existence because <laughs> i haven't heard anything about him well uh, we hope he's still uh, yeah alive I wherever think, he, I, think he, I think he popped up in hong kong recently wherever they keep him anyway yeah i mean it's, it's it, i think uh, one thing uh disc- disclaimer about this um these statistics is that that we don't have them for every single country. So, right. for example, we were we were sitting in the office wanting to compare this to uh, China and, like you say, Hong Kong as yeah. well. But neither of those places are on um, on this list. Uh, partly because it's like uh, Tomas says, it's mostly pulled from the OECD. OECD right? data, yeah. So yeah. we don't have China, for example. We don't have Hong Kong here. Um, we do have uh, a lot of European countries mm-hmm. and um, well, OECD countries in general. Yeah. Um, Singapore uh, is uh, leading the list with uh, two thousand over two thousand two hundred hours per yearly. Um, yeah, for oh, average, work. which is quite a difficult thing to translate. Employee. What is that in like? Was it so two um, two two eight eight two two eight eight divided by fifty two weeks divided by fifty two weeks? So how's how how we got? That's a forty four hour forty four hour work week. Yeah. That's well, that's I mean when you convert it to, uh, I mean you if know, you weekly, boil it down to fifty two hours, numbers. yeah yeah I guess like. You got to put the days in, like the weekends and then the holidays yeah. as well. Well, this is also this is also averaged out, which in- includes part-time employees um, and and all sectors of the economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Taiwan, uh, an average Taiwanese worker worked just over two thousand hours mm-hmm. uh, last year uh, with two thousand twenty-one. Mm. Um, hey, it's the year. But yeah, number <laughs> number two and three. That's is, right, it be, yeah. is it going to be twenty twenty-two next even, year? Yeah, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Uh, number, we were aiming to do that. That yeah. was it. We should, it's all about matching. <laughs> number two on the list was Colombia. And number three, Mexico. Uh, oh, wow. Well, yeah, Colombia. Some really surprising ones. Huh. Uh, it's not... It, I mean, yeah, I guess like you would assume from at least sort of the... Uh, anecdotally speaking, yeah. you'd assume that it'd be mostly kind of uh, East Asian countries yeah. that, that, that are the ones putting in the hours. Well, here's, here's the biggest surprise. Uh, guess where Japan ranked? Uh, how, uh, out of how many is this again? It's like I, you see, you already throw me off like my rocker five? because I I would assume Japan okay, ranked higher like than thirty Taiwan. Con- thirty countries or thirty thirty one countries here. I yeah, think. right. So I would assume. Oh, is it more than that? Uh, maybe there's, more than there's that. There's a lot. Yeah, uh, there's a lot. The, the list isn't numbered. I would which assume is like making it more difficult. Yeah, J- Japan. I would assume. See, I would assume that Japan would be way up. I would there. be. Yeah, that's that's where I'm. Like, it looks Japan. like around twenty spots below Taiwan. Really? That's what. Uh, in Asia, uh. Uh, South Korean workers uh, came in third uh, okay. with 1,908 hours, followed uh. by Japan with 1,598. Wow. Singapore being number one and Taiwan being number two again. Because Japan is a country that prides itself on like its crazy work culture. Well, they right? have a bit of a reputation for yeah, yeah, yeah. having a, a pretty unhealthy work culture. I mean, but... some people, I'm, I'm, I, from what I've heard, is just like if... 
if you fall asleep at your desk in Japan, that's actually a sign of like you're working really hard to 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 exhaustion. So like that's a that's a country that glorifies exhaustion. That 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 culture is always is that, like, is that that you're showing us when you fall asleep on the sofa <laughs> in uh, RTI. Let's see, is that you're, uh, you're yeah, working yeah. yourself to exhaustion? There's a there's <laughs> a few uh, in the morning. <laughs> there's a few steps between my my desk and my uh, and my couch. So yeah, um, I, I think it's I think it's it's. I mean, what's interesting about this is the numbers that that come out of this when you divide it by fifty two are like they're like high, but they're not that high. They're like so like Taiwan's for example. Uh, 2021 hours divided by 52 is uh, just about, about 39 hours. But then again, mm-hmm. uh, Tomas said this includes like part-time. This includes workers part-time like workers. Yeah, this it's, it's not only full-time workers. Oh, I see. Workers, so it's brought so, down presumably yes. by the part-time exactly. workers. Uh, and then I guess yeah. And then I mean, I suppose one thing that might push Taiwan's hours up is that there's also not that many public holidays, uh, or at least not, and people can't take that many holidays no, here in Taiwan. No. Uh, um, yeah, which is uh, something that I've heard yeah. many stories um, where people couldn't uh, actually get their days off that they deserved that really? they had. Yeah, yeah. And I know. Yeah, a lot of places I've heard where it's like companies are basically kind of, uh, you know, they don't really have people covering for each other. So if one person's gone, that that job just doesn't no longer exist. It just doesn't function. Everyone anymore. else has it's to uh, do a yeah. bit more. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is just like reported statistics, man. I've I've some heard some stories about like non-reported work hours oh, yeah. And yeah work hours that aren't really making it into the system that's the thing and there's a whole culture of you know you don't leave until the boss leaves yeah yeah, yeah that's uh, uh um, that's that's unfortunate th- thankfully we don't uh i wouldn't describe our working environment as that here in a no, no, no 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 we are we are we are lucky yeah i would say i would say we are lucky so we you are don't have... very happy to be here yeah. and we are saying all this completely not under duress <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let us know what your work hours yeah. are like guys. Uh, douglas if... north is saying uh if fyi if you paint eyeballs on the lenses of your glasses they can't tell you're asleep <laughs> is that something you tried before leslie that's a pro tip yeah <laughs> man like no it's like but like you guys don't mind if i sleep at the no, office I, you know? I, I think I've, i think i've done my own before you've called it the leslie special which is actually a compliment (laughs) so i'm just like all right uh yeah so let us know how the work situation in your uh, country is and you know how how that how that compares all right so there was a comment from mark sheen who said that he is surprised that taiwan hasn't come out with custard apple and wax apple pizza in response to uh, China's economic stateship. Yeah. Now, I think he's saying that in response to a ban. That's right. The, f- that China banned imports of custard apples and wax apples, which are really big fruits that Taiwan produces. And it really put a strain on some of the fruit farmers. And mm. this isn't the first time they did it. The first time they did it was... Uh, Earlier in last, earlier this year, when they banned pineapple, right? That's right. And then the government, there's a huge campaign to encourage the purchase and consumption of pineapples, and some people got creative with it. They put pineapples in beef noodle soup, which I don't know how I feel about that. No, uh, this this trend needs to be stopped. This trend, <laughs> this trend needs to be. Someone stopped. needs to do something. Uh, anyway, we we're going to be talking about a different kind of uh, pizza that uh, I think a week ago or two weeks ago. We talked about a black garlic pizza that a pizza chain in Taiwan pushed out what's for ha- Halloween. What's black garlic? Oh, what is in black it was, garlic? It was or Halloween. Garlic black? It was Halloween pizza. It was Halloween themed, and it was uh, garlic that was dyed with seaweed. If I'm not Whoa, mistaken, wow. it, it okay. looked black, but I don't think it was actual black. So garlic. Tomash actually tried the black had that pizza, garlic yeah. uh, 
How well, is it? Chopped it's, pizza. It's actually pretty good. I mean, I, garlic, I think it's, you know, that's that's not that's exactly, not very offensive. Like, what's, what's not to like? Yeah. There's a bit of deep fried meat on it. That's uh, fine. There's curry and Check. there's a Sorry, there's ton curry. of garlic. There's curry, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stash stopped at the curry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it sounded good. I thought good. you were aware. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this next place actually... Um, so this piece I'm going to be talking about today is actually from India. But it made local news because... Uh, in Taiwan, they said that this pizza now features xiaolongbao, which is like uh, soup dumplings, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not actually soup dumplings. Um, it's actually the Indian version of the dumplings called oh. momos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the ad in India goes, uh, why choose between momos and pizza when you can have both in a fantastic feast? So what happens is they have the regular pizza, right? But on, the, I guess, in a pentagon shape, they have... Uh, mo- uh, uh, like dumplings right. placed on like every corner, and they just have it there. And, uh, <laughs> is this like a satanic thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does it summon something? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, man. But the pizza gods. You know that's what happens. When, I don't pizza know. Pizza demon. Yeah. I don't know what happens when you put like momos in a pentagon <laughs> and uh, put Guess like we'll onions, cheese, and corn. <laughs> and and like judging from how delicious it is, I mean. India, like the Indian public, seems to love this. Pizza. Really? Yeah, yeah. Is it, I mean, it, but is it one of those things where it's just selling because of the kind of the shock factor? I guess so. I mean, <laughs> you you put dumplings on pizza, you're like, wow, that's wild, huh? I think again, it's one of those things where I mean, what's not to like, right? You have like uh, dumplings which are delicious. You have pizza which is great. Uh, but then I don't know when you put them together, it's just. Sometimes a, th- a whole is more than the sum of its parts. Sometimes it's less, man. <laughs> well, that's what that's exactly what uh, your friend said about the cilantro. Yeah, big exactly. Cake century, which egg we pizza. tried. Well, we made we our made own. We made our own. I made think that own. was kind of a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure it would be much better. If no, it, uh... the Momo. So, like the Momo pizza, and then I've I've been trying to get the black garlic pizza because you know what these like. I don't want to say gimmick pizza, but these gimmick pizzas, <laughs> they, they sell, sell out, out really fast. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah. We, had so, to, we had to order like a few hours in advance. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're joined by uh, Mohammed Shamim from India, by the way. So, Mohammed, let us know if you've had this pizza. Yes. And, uh, right, yes. Yeah. Well, what uh, do you think? Marcin says, Nerd alert, in Japan, there is a very pronounced gender difference in participation in the labor force, something that, that we don't see in Taiwan, for example. And among those women who are active in the labor force, there's a high proportion of part-time workers. So if you take averages without controlling for gender, you get a lower mean figure. Mm, yeah, that's, that's, a, an, that's an interesting point. That's Spoken like a true nerd. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that, there may be that nerd, issue. Nerd to nerd. We'll have to speak to the OECD uh, yeah. to see what they, they, they have to say about that. But yeah, no, but this is a very fair point. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Taiwan has a pretty or higher. Um, yeah, obviously still not, not perfect in that, but, Of course, but um, but yeah, a lot generally a lot better, particularly better than Japan, which is I think is among the worst, uh, particularly right. in the kind of uh, OECD countries. Yeah, um, and then we also have uh, back to the topic of the pizza, right? So, in the same report, like Taiwan's just like okay, we do strange pizza. India's doing strange pizza, and then now in America they're putting cicadas on pizza. Oh, like. But like, why? But isn't that like so straight? Because isn't there a supply issue with cicadas? Don't they emerge like once every seven years? Oh yeah. Well, I thought it was like, isn't I've seen what like documentaries. What else are they used for? <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. What else would you? Put yeah, that you for? know. Who looks at a cicada a waste. and be like, a, I'm yeah, gonna put that otherwise. on a pizza? I don't know. I mean, I I know there's like a big thing of uh, or like people are looking into kind of eating bugs yeah. more. Um, I'm not sure I can get behind it quite yet. Um. 
But uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll have. They're to see. saying that's like the next like protein revolution. Yeah, like eating bugs. Is it? Is it? Is it all across America? They're doing. No, that? no, no. There's 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 just one place in America. But like, I was gonna they, say, is it like kind of Texas or like New Mexico? Or the Taiwan like News report is just like. Yeah, we're doing all these strange... Like, we started a trend. Yeah, that, that, that was kind of like the insinuation. Like, <laughs> oh, we started a trend. I don't know. I feel like well, probably America's particularly been doing this for quite a long yeah. time. What I want to know is what else is on the pizza. I mean, just cicadas? No, 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 no. It's, there has to be something. It's it's yeah. kind of like saying, like, well, there's mushrooms on your pizza. Well, but I Thank you like, very much. What else <laughs> is there? The cicada is enough to take center stage, right? So you're yeah. just like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, you could have gold nuggets on that pizza right you can have truffle butter but the minute you tell me there's cicadas on there i'm like oh yeah no I'm, I'm tapping out of that one i, I don't think. know how to f- i don't know how i feel about that one well, we have to try what it would, well, yeah, what I mean, would be like a quintessential american weird pizza topping you know you know like not a weird pizza topping but uh i watched a video about how former president george w bush his favorite was cheeseburger pizza. I was just about to say that. Yeah? I was just about... I, I mean, I didn't, not that I knew it, but I was like, I bet there's like a cheeseburger pizza no, there that's you really go. popular. That's For some reason, I would think that would be like Donald Trump's favorite pizza. <laughs> Donald Trump, he eats a lot of fast food. Though. Yeah. That's the a lot thing. of steak. Like famously... Famously, uh, the, the well-done steak. And uh, with ketchup, with ketchup, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, but with, the, with this, this uh, burger pizza, is it... How in what way is it a burger? Like, is a burger like in the middle of the pizza, or is it like kind of the crust is it's, it's, the crust is all burger? You know what it is? It's all ground beef, right? What it, what is all ground beef? beef? It's all over the pizza, right? right, right, right. And then you have like <laughs> the whole thing is ground. lettuce, tomato. You have um, like you you have ketchup on the pizza with cheddar cheese, oh. and another pizza pie to top it all off. I mean, oh, that yeah. it just becomes a giant cheeseburger. Oh, I mean, you know God. what they ha- what else they have in America is uh, pasta on pizza. Which is just car. Oh, just, we had that in Taiwan as well. Is that right? Y- yes, we had uh, ramen pizza. Oh, the, oh, ramen pizza. At least that had like a protein factor in it. They had. Uh, yeah. Does it have uh, soup? You know, is there some kind of a uh, soup element uh, to it? Only in the flavoring. I'm guessing it's uh, a miso the, the base. Sauce, but yeah. Uh, yeah, um, no, I think it was tonkotsu. Did you uh, try that too? I did try that How as well. You tried a lot, huh? How did that Just go? these two. Uh, <laughs> you, you are going to be our so new the, here in Taiwan pizza correspondent. Yeah, <laughs> food correspondent. The the first one, the the or the, the one we had in the past, uh, ramen pizza was all right, but I think it was more like a one time thing. Gotcha. It's nice to try a weird pizza like that, but I don't think I would have it again. This latest one, maybe one more time. The, the black garlic yes. one. Yes. If yeah. we have friends over who haven't had it and they want to try it, sure, we'll order one. I mean, why is it sold as black garlic when it's got curry on it? I mean, uh, that that's well, the more surprising. also black element. curry, I think. Right, okay. Yeah. The curry, there's black curry? Uh, Douglas North is saying also I, that he's had a, a cheeseburger pizza uh, and taco pizza and buffalo chicken pizza and chicken tikka masala pizza. Oh, I'm a British I've had... Yeah, I would have that. <laughs> the I've last had cheeseburger, one, yeah. taco, and buffalo chicken pizza. You've had all of those. I've had all those. Oh God, man. Uh, yeah, they are they are not that hard to find in the United States. Food I'm not gonna culture. lie to you. That's wild. Um, <laughs> buffalo chicken pizza is actually pretty good, but you know I'm not gonna dig myself further into a hole <laughs> because the pizza the conversation here is uh, like. People find seafood on pizza offensive, but that's a regular thing here. Mm. They find corn on pizza offensive. I mean, pineapple, we're already way past that. You no, know. pineapple was <laughs> that's just, yeah. early 2000s. That's normal. That, the that's, conversation we had and tame. we ended it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, that's, you know, it's, it's uh, what else have I had on pizza? Like in America, they'll throw anything on a pizza, really, dude. <laughs> they really will. I'm looking forward to visiting soon. Are you? Oh, yeah. You're going, yeah. You're going to the Can States. I, what, I'll get some weird Disney pizza. I'm going to Disney World. 
Oh man, you're well, gonna Florida generally. You I'm know, a- you know what the big thing in, in uh, Disney World is? They have these giant turkey legs. Oof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that sounds horrible. Th- that's it. That's <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. But then there's also called salt comes something called Dole Whip, which uh, Andrew Ryan made. Dole Whip. Dole Whip. <laughs> it's like a pineapple like flurry ice cream type deal. Andrew Ryan swears by it, so I believe in it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on in the world of pizza, and I mean the world of pizza because this is, you know, Taiwan talking about India pizza. So there we go. All right, so let's talk about this last story where um, this robber tried to get away with robbery, <laughs> and I'm going to emphasize the word "try" because what happened was. Uh, security footage showed a man stalking a woman uh, after she left an ATM or into mm. an ATM. And then he saw that she withdrew a sig- considerable amount of money. Right. It was about 100,000 new Taiwan dollars, which what? is around three grand. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100,000. Yeah, that's a, that's three grand American. Yeah. And uh, the minute she picked up her purse and was about to leave, he just pur- snatched her purse. And uh, she ran after him. She, and then she was like, stop thief. Mm. And I guess they were by a busy roadway because apparently, like, three motorists and two truck drivers stopped <laughs> to, 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 to tackle this guy. Wow. So five, it was one against five. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, And they got this guy. And um, apparently, he's got some priors. He was a 37-year-old uh, man, and his, his last name is Chi. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, man, the footage is it, it, it's captured on footage. So, they, so they, they got out of their cars to chase him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Okay. They, they saw the scene. Right, They right, were getting right. chased. And, um, you know, she was screaming, help, I've been right, robbed. Right, 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 right. And, and in, in Taiwan, I don't know. Like, in Taiwan, we usually have these stories about, you know, people helping them, like, find owners of money that's just been left out outdoors. Yeah. And then now, yeah. you know, it's it's good to know that people have each they other's got your backs. back. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's wild. I... I, I uh, used to play rugby, uh, a very uh, oh, British stash. sport. I know. So if I ever get robbed, I'm calling <laughs> you, man. Well, no, I mean, like, I, I wasn't actually there, but my team uh, told me they were training one time, and some guy like did something very similar, just like or like took some money from someone. Mm. Apparently, like the whole team just like chased <laughs> this guy across a park. That's not like good. rugby tackled him to the floor, like took him took did, him down. Did they rip him apart? Too? They they like, didn't did rip him people? apart. No, I think they just sort of held on to him until uh, the police came. Yes. But, uh, World's unluckiest robber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That a, would be terrifying, I think, to yeah, have that many people chasing you. It's, it's just, don't, don't, don't commit crime. Yeah. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. That's what they say. That's, That's what, what Leslie say. says to me always. Do I do that? Do I say that to you? <laughs> do I really say that to you? <laughs> In between your naps. Yeah. Oh, is it maybe when I'm sleep talking? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's just about all the time we have for this edition of Here in Taiwan. We hope you enjoyed talking to us and uh, hope you enjoyed hearing talking us, us talking about what pizza and work hours. Lots of things. And robberies <laughs> and robbers not getting away. Uh, but that's going to be it for this Monday edition of Here in Taiwan. Don't forget Here in Taiwan happens every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Not Friday, Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm. Thursday. And uh, it's a different crew every day, so we hope you can join us then. Anyway, for here in Taiwan, I'm Leslie Liao. I'm Stash Butler. And I'm Tomas Kopper. We'll talk to you guys later.
Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan, where we talk about what's trending in Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, and this week we're going to be talking about Taiwan's National Day. More specifically, we're going to be talking about how the world celebrated Taiwan's National Day. How? Well, it's all coming up next for you here on Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. Last week was Taiwan's 110th birthday. Well, it wasn't exactly Taiwan's birthday, it was the birthday of the government that currently runs Taiwan. Does that make sense? Taiwan has been around much longer than 110 years. Anyway, Taiwan's National Day falls on October 10th every year. The holiday is also called Double Ten Day because October 10th is two tens when you write the date out numerically. Every year, on this date, there are many celebrations. There are fireworks, light shows, and performances of all kinds. But the main attraction is the president's speech which happens on the morning of October 10th. This year, President Tsai Ing-wen's speech boiled down to five points. One, Taiwan will stay resilient throughout the COVID-19 pandemic and work with other countries to fight off the disease. Two, Taiwan will continue to do its part to maintain peace and stability in the Indo-Pacific region. Three, Taiwan is committed to staying a free and democratic country that's not subordinate to China. Four, all parts of Taiwanese society should come together to resolve our differences. And five, Taiwan will engage the world with confidence and pride. It was a 25-minute speech, and if you're interested in listening to it in its entirety, well, Natalie and I covered it live, and the video is still available. Link is in the video description below. Taiwan's National Day celebrations didn't just take place in Taiwan, they took place all over the world. Taiwan's various embassies and representative offices abroad hosted National Day parties to commemorate the holiday. The social media accounts for Taiwan's missions abroad shared what they did for National Day. There were parties in Los Angeles, Washington DC, San Francisco, London, Paris, just all over the place. Other places opted not to arrange a party. For example, Taiwan's embassy in St. Kitts and Nevis chose to hold a beach cleanup for National Day, and Taiwan's office in Israel published a newspaper ad in the Jerusalem Post. Chicago straight up held a parade. Taiwan does get hyped for its own National Day, if only to share more about Taiwan with the world. But there is one country that gets hyped about how hyped Taiwan gets about its own National Day, and that country is India. A political youth organization in India celebrated Taiwan's National Day amongst themselves with a cake embroidered with Taiwan's flag. Then, India's ruling BJP put up posters around a Chinese visa application center congratulating Taiwan on its National Day, which is kind of the same stunt it pulled last year when it put up posters around the Chinese embassy. India's support for Taiwan is an extension of a controversy from last year when the Chinese embassy in India sent out a letter warning the media there about reporting on Taiwan's National Day. India construed the letter as a threat and said no. We're not only going to cover Taiwan's National Day, we're going to actively celebrate it. And that sentiment has rolled over into this year. Pro-Taiwan hashtags like hashtag stand with Taiwan, hashtag Taiwan National Day, hashtag Taiwan is a country started trending around October 10th. And of course, this picture from Taiwan Digital Diplomacy Association has been making the rounds again. It shows Taiwanese and Indian leaders Tsai Ing-wen and Narendra Modi cheersing some milk tea. That's because India is sometimes grouped together with Taiwan in the Milk Tea Alliance. Even Taiwan's foreign minister Joseph Wu couldn't help but give a shout out to India for all of their love this year, tweeting, My thanks for the touching National Day messages from fellow democracies around the world, particularly those sent by friends in India. This support inspires us to keep our democracy out of the clutches of dictatorship. 
Taiwan will fight to the end and prevail. JW. And India's support for Taiwan is not just some one-time thing. Last year, the hashtag Taiwan following National Day was centered entirely around India's support for Taiwan on the special day. So India and Taiwan, pretty good friends. This would be a great place to end, but there is one last thing I want to share with you that I didn't really know how to work into today's segment. But take a look at how big the Taiwan flag cake was at the Los Angeles representative office's party. That thing is horrendously massive. It looks like the size of two full-grown adults. My tax dollars went towards paying for that cake. And I'm actually kind of proud of it. Hashtag Taiwan National Day. And that just about does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. It was a long episode today, so we don't have much time to make a closing. But I will remind you to check us out on Facebook at Taiwan Insider or on YouTube at RTI English. I'll talk to you guys again next week. This is Status Update. Well, hello there. You just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Vintriest. We're going to be getting to your letters that you write us, uh, you know, mostly in this past week about programs that you've heard uh, on RTI. And that would be awesome. We can't wait to get to your letters. But first off, we're going to update our own personal status a, a little bit here. After all, it's called update. I mean, a status update. So um, we've been, we, we actually got quite a lot of rain Um uh, lately, almost yeah. every day for maybe two weeks now, um, ever since that Kompasu typhoon kind of like swept us by, not it didn't hit us directly, but it just kind of, you know, in our periphery. Yeah, well, you know? I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me too much. Really? I, I don't know. It, it, I think we, it really... Remember, we had the driest summer on record, so we kind of well, could true. use as much yeah. rain as we can get. You're right, except I just don't like it when it's like continuously so many days of rain, you know, and mm. it just dampens my spirit. It's good for the environment. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it wasn't great for the laundry. It just wouldn't mm. dry up, you know, for days and unless why, I bring it indoors. That's why we have... Everyone in Taiwan has uh, dehumidifiers. Oh, yeah. Well, um, actually, I haven't started using it. Do you use yours 24-7? No, only when I need to dry laundry and it won't because oh. it's too wet outside. Oh, only when damp. you need to dry. Yeah, okay. I, I actually only use it when it's, it's like during the winter. It's great. It's amazing how much water is in the air. I know. Isn't it amazing? You dump it down the sink when you're done. It's, heat, I, it's like gallons. Yeah. And it just really amazed me just, you know, how much, uh, how incredible a dehumidifier does. But, um. I only use it during the winter, actually. That's when it's dampest in not, Taipei. Yeah. yeah, but I should have used it, you know, these last couple of weeks when it's been raining every day. I mean, really, every day. And I think it really uh, affected my son a lot. Why? He was just, uh, you, know, you know, the day before, he's all really hyper and, and excited and everything. And then the next day, he's like, and he's like sleeping in. And he's just like, he'll get up. And then 10 minutes later, he's going back to sleep, you know, and he just felt like, he couldn't go out to exercise. He he he's really got into um, ultimate frisbee lately with some friends. What? Well, bring an umbrella. And he couldn't do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you try doing that <laughs> with it's an umbrella. It's Taiwan. This is what happens. <laughs> I know. And um, so I don't know. It really affected him. I mean, yeah, he's just like so low. You know, there's this thing about uh, like the low air pressure or something. It can really affect your spirits. I don't I mean, believe you're... that at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think, I that think sounds it like does. pseudoscience to me. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I mean, actually, well, yes, true. It was actually another foreigner in Taiwan 
who told me about this like years ago. I think you're confusing that with seasonal affective disorder, which is something entirely different. And we're in what? too low of a latitude for that to really matter. When it Wait, gets what was that disorder you just said? Seasonal affective disorder. It's when people in high latitudes <laughs> or not so high latitudes, when it's winter time, yeah, because of the lack of daylight, get a bit right. bumpy. But oh, I know about that. This is just bad weather. That's we're we're, we're quite low <laughs> oh, in terms of latitude I don't here. No, but um, anyway, um, as it is, because it's usually damp here in Taiwan. Pretty much all year round. All year round, yeah. We don't have a and dry so, season. so, yeah. And so when we get rain on top of that, it's just, yeah, I, I, it just, yeah, makes me feel lousy. Hmm. Especially when it's like been raining continuously for so many days. I've, I don't know. I feel fine. I've been, well, I think probably because I've just been out a lot in the last week. Oh, so. you mean before the rain started? No, I mean just like going out with friends. Or, oh, you have been. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because so we really... also loosen, you know, restrictions a little bit more. It's been really you know? easy to, to. Yeah, they don't even have dividers at the at restaurants anymore. I know. Yeah. So, so I it, that really is great. I mean, so there's a. I don't really. It doesn't really bother me at all. Oh, okay, okay. Well, anyway, um, so I wonder how the weather is over where you are. If. Uh, You've been getting a lot of rain, like we have. You know, if it's the rainy season in your country, it's always rainy um, season here. Because, so. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I think it's in the spring. We we do get the spring, you know, seasonal rain and the and, and the summer. fall and winter. It's year round. Well, <laughs> the well, spring following the northwest monsoon in mostly... the winter. In the spring, we get the plum rains in the summer. Yes, plum. Yeah, and then yeah. We get, well, oh, the plum rain in the summer. Okay, get, that's more like spring and summer and in between. And then we get regular okay. downpours all summer long with thunderstorms. And then typhoons come through into the autumn. And then you're back to the damp winter again. So it, it it's pretty <laughs> much year-round. Um, we have sunny days, okay. but... <laughs> Don't you think the UK is worse off? <laughs> uh, no, because they get drizzled. We get like hardcore rain. <laughs> oh, okay. Heavy rain. Well, torrential rain. I see, I see. All right, all right. Okay, well, I shouldn't be complaining, right? So in, in any case, I mean, first of all, you know, we've got these loosened restrictions, which is really making us a lot more happy. Everybody's a lot yeah, more happy. Yeah, I was going to say, your son could just lately, go out so. somewhere. It's not a big deal. You don't have to stay at home. And it, We're not I under mean, lockdown you have anymore. to wait until there's no rain. But anyway, um, yeah. So, okay. The, the rule number one about Taiwan, though, is that you don't leave the house without an umbrella. Exactly. That's rule number one about living here, is that you don't leave without an umbrella because... Which is true. It can just... All of a the, sudden, yeah. start raining in the afternoon. It's something and, that you learn. Yes, it's true. So you do carry an umbrella in your at all backpack times. at all times. Good for you. Anyway, sometimes I, I can't deal with it because it just adds on a little bit of weight in my bag, which bad. is already heavy it's not that bad. as it's, it is. It's rule number one. You got to do it. <laughs> and then, and then, if I were to carry an umbrella that's lighter in weight. They don't really stand the wind sometimes that yeah. comes with the rain. Yeah, you that's know? why you have to invest in a, in a, <laughs> a nice one, not a cheap, not one of the cheap disposable You're right. ones. I have learned that. Because those just fall apart. There's no, they're, they're not even worth buying. Yeah, like the ones from convenience stores? Yeah, no, don't know. No. Oh, they're terrible. deliberately made flimsy so that you have to come back it's and buy true. another one. That reminds me. I got this huge size umbrella the other day. Well, this was a while ago from a convenience store. I walked out and it was pouring. So that's why we got an umbrella. And then I broke it right like ten minutes after the wind. It'll <laughs> flip it. It'll flip it upside down <laughs> and, and and break the spokes. I know the spokes. So are I have one that's reversible, and it just it's la it's lasted for years. Okay. The only problem. You'll is, tell me the brand later on. <laughs> well, I forget. But the only problem is you can't. You have to have a special place for it. Like I have a special compartment because mm -hmm. otherwise you leave it on trains and stuff. Oh, I know. I've done it before. I have to. 
even expensive ones. So and it really hurt. <laughs> I know, I which is why you have to have a, a, a designated place for it. Yeah, that way you uh, never lose it. I know. Okay. So. Well, wow. We really know that um, our listeners know about how the weather is, you know, in Taiwan, everything. It's but always, that really is how it is in here in Taiwan. Yeah, it's always. Other than that, everything's great about Taiwan. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't mind it. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. It's good. Big, it's not that bad. See, and John's been here how many years now? I don't know, actually. <laughs> you haven't been counting. Eight. eight. Wow, going on ten. All right. Wow. So that shows just how people just love. Taiwan. Anyway, all right. So I say it's time that we go to your letters, and uh, thank you so much for all your letters writing us. And I believe that because um, we just had the National Day um, celebrations, oh, so yeah, we had we good do... weather. That was the last day of good weather too. Oh, I know, I That's, know. The I rain think the came the day after that. Raining, I think. Yeah, 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 we got lucky. Yeah, we did, we did. So anyway, yeah, our National Day was on October 10th. By and the way, it was a beautiful day. Yes, and we had a, a live broadcast and was hosted by Natalie So and Leslie uh, Liao. We're going to hear more. About that in a moment from our, yes. some reactions that from is our right. listeners. But that first, is right. So anyway, our... um, so if you're planning to write us a letter right this moment as you're listening to our program, the address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or you can reach us at email. The address is rti at rti.org.tw. Alternatively, or additionally maybe, go check <laughs> us out on Facebook and YouTube and leave us a comment. Yes. Okay, so I've got one here from Zach Alvarez of the Philippines. He says, Dear Radio Taiwan International, I heard and I've been receiving your station in English at 15305 kilohertz. Okay, that's an interesting um, frequency. Um, and the program was the live special coverage of the 110th National Day of Taiwan. And the signal rating was excellent or very good. I have been enjoying listening to the special broadcast of RTI because their speech is about freedom, democracy, and always stay safe against COVID-19. I'll always listen to RTI every day on my shortwave receiver. Well, thank you so much. And I loved listening to RTI. So that was, okay, so he listened on October 10th, and uh, frequency 15305 kilohertz. Simple rating was five across the board. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, and um, so that was, again, John Zachary Alvarez of the Philippines. We've got a letter here from Tim Braille, who writes to us from Malaysia. It says here, Dear friends at Radio Taiwan International, Greetings once again from sunny Malaysia. I had the good fortune to hear the 110th National Day Anniversary shortwave broadcast over Radio Taiwan International here in the Kuala Lumpur area. The details of this one-hour transmission, hosted by Natalie Tso and Leslie Liao, may be found below, along with an audio-video file from that transmission. Your verification QSL of this reception report would be much appreciated. Happy 110th National Day. Oh, sorry. Lastly, happy 110th National Day. May Taiwan remain forever a free, secure, and democratic nation. Kind regards, Tim Braille. And as he says, this is about our National Day broadcast, which was on October 10th, monitored from 0200 to 0300 UTC on 15302 on 15305 kilohertz. Simpo was all fives, mm, which is good okay. news. Uh, it says that uh, under the details that there was some test music and that 0200 UTC that the live coverage began, uh, hosted by Natalie Ho and Leslie Liao, and uh, there is an, an audio file here. It says that they, Natalie provided a summary of the planned celebration. At 0201, the national anthem was played, and there were three bows before the Taiwan flag, followed by a speech by Legislature President Yoshi Kun. He saluted the COVID-19 medical frontliners and Team Taiwan athletes of the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. 
He then addressed Taiwan's successes, freedoms, and democracy, referring particularly to a recent survey that reported Taiwan is the second-best democracy in Southeast Asia. He also spoke about Taiwan's support from Australia, Japan, Lithuania, the USA, and other nations. Then there was a speech from the Overseas Taiwan Community spokesperson who hails from South Africa and was a former South Africa parliamentarian who gave her speech about Taiwanese businesses abroad. An indigenous singing group performed while Leslie and Natalie spoke about how Taiwan's experience with SARS helped prepare it for COVID-19. President Tsai Ing-wen addressed Taiwan's people on the occasion of National Day, promising to continue defending Taiwan's democracy and freedom, especially as the nation faces increasing pressure from China. Included was the full English text of Tsai's speech, titled Forging a Stronger Consensus, Standing United to Protect Taiwan. She also expressed condolences to those who died during the COVID-19 pandemic, and she also congratulated the medical frontliners and Taiwan Olympians of Tokyo 2020. There was an announcement about the parade, followed with an aerial display from the Taiwan Air Force. Uh, there were street performers and military members, also members of the police force and firemen. And the transmission, it says here, ended abruptly, but oh. hopefully on time at 02.59. So that comes to us once again from Tim Brill of Malaysia. Thanks for the detailed report. Okay, and I've got one here from Radha Krishna Pillai, uh, writing us from India. And it says, Dear Sir and Ma'am, I would like to extend my happy fel felicitations to the government and the people of Taiwan on the happy occasion of the 110th National Day. My big salute to President Tsai Ing-wen for her outstanding service to protect Taiwan's sovereignty and democracy. I liked her speech titled Forging a Strong Consensus, Standing United to Protect Taiwan. It reflects a dazzling dream of a better tomorrow. My hearty thanks to the entire team at Radio Taiwan International, especially Natalie and Leslie, for their beautiful and encouraging live uh, coverage from Taipei. Good work. Keep it up. Happy National Day. Long live the Republic of China. Happy birthday to Taiwan. Thanks again. And with warm regards, Radha Krishna Pillai of uh, Kerala State, India. Thank you so much. We have a letter here also about National Day from Brian Newell, who's writing to us from the U.S. It says, Dear RTI, I finally got to watch the National Day ceremonies and enjoyed Natalie's and Leslie's classy presentation with simultaneous translation of the speeches. Most impressive was the pragmatic, purposeful, peaceful, and proud presentation permeating this highly practiced program of participants. Love the alliteration. <laughs> The music of the Shenai singers, representing 16 indigenous groups, all wearing their own unique clothing and colors, was a highlight, singing a song from the SARS era called Hand in Hand. Each of the speakers, Yoshi Kun, Overseas Representative Sherry Chen, and Tsai Ing-wen, shared feelings of pride and gratitude at having come through the challenges of this past year. The Olympic athletes brought great pride, as did Taiwan's containment of COVID and willingness to help other countries with masks and materials. Taiwan's example speaks volumes. Sincerely, Brian Newell. There was also a bit of a, a reception report attached okay. about some programs that day mm. and the following day, too, I believe. So on October 10th, there was, of course, the National Ceremonies Live. Uh, that started the program that day started with Curious John, a repeat program of my interview with uh, the Belizean ambassador here. Mm -hmm. That was followed by In the Spotlight, where you interviewed Nir Plopsky, a rapper from Israel who lived with his family in Taipei from the age of four years old and was on the 13th floor of a building during the great 1999 earthquake. Oh, yeah. Um, and it says his Russian grandfather loved poetry and there was rhyme, flow, lyrics, self-taught in rap and used to play in the piano. And he's been here in Taiwan for 20 years. Classic shorts followed that. And uh, this week's program was about uh, Cao Zhi and uh, white, a work called White Horse. Uh, it was a patriotic uh, piece, apparently. And after that came news playlists where, where Natalie talked about the National Day rehearsals. The Thunder Tigers planes. I don't know. I could hear them from my house for practicing for a whole week. Uh, could, could you hear them where you guys were? Um, no. 
Maybe I wasn't they noticing. They were flowing like pretty much directly over my house. Really? It was really loud. Oh. <laughs> uh, and also fireworks for in Kaohsiung and Sinju and uh, bring your travel voucher. Minchun University trainees to host dignitaries. Oh, those are always very fancy um, people from a university who've been very, oh, very yeah. stringently trained in etiquette and foreign languages. I the know. guides for the National Day dignitaries. Yeah. Uh, and uh, after that, there was a, a bit about the silkworm pupae cat food. We're still talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> and COVID rela- relaxations, relaxations of COVID rules, I guess. On the line with Carlson followed that. It talked about J- Judge Kenneth Starr, who wrote a book called Contempt about the Clinton case. And uh, it looks like there was some uh, inf- information about China as well. The Guangzhou church was closed and a Chengdu church was investigated. Also, the repression of the Uyghurs in northwest China. Um, on the 13th of October, the next day we have reception reports for, there was here in Taiwan with you, Natalie, and Emma. Talked about Kaohsiung Elementary, a baby red baby bellied tree squirrel falling from a tree onto a student's shoe. Yeah. And they were helping it get back get well again india sends comments to taiwan after a political rebuke from china and uh a gibbon's kind-heartedness stopped the zoo from a deep cleaning <laughs> <laughs> uh just the classics followed emma highlighted the music of yao surong a singer and actress and uh, that comes to us once again from brian newell of logan support indiana in the u.s do you think he purposely ma- did that sentence with all the P's? Oh, yes. It's, it's a good style. <laughs> he, the good thing that you're reading it's good it. good literary you know that style. You could just have done it well. Good literary style. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I've got a letter here from Sunil Deep of uh, South India. And it says here, sir and ma'am, good morning. Hope all at RTI are feeling good and keeping good health. Attaches my monthly report of the September of your station. September listening. Uh, I would appreciate a Kyosaw cars from you, no problem. I've been a regular listener since 1981. Well, thank you so very much. This week, still, the COVID situation in my place is still continuing without the expected reduction. 94% of the people in Kerala State has taken the first dose of vaccine, and the total number of deaths is approximately 26,000. Oh, that's too bad. Um, Colleges will open this week, and the schools are expected to open shortly. We're still under the threat of a second wave. Hope you are able to, yeah, that we can all work together on stopping the pandemic. Both Jukebox Republic and Just the Classics are my favorite programs, which are well presented. The way in which you present the program status update makes the program much colorful and also attracts new listeners to write to the program. I wish you all success. Thanks again. That was Sunil Deep of uh, India. And uh, that ends uh, this week's status update. Thank you so much for your letters, but keep them coming. We always love to hear from you and read your letters on air. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And remember, you can always find more RTI on Facebook and YouTube. We look forward to reading your comments there. All right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. 
in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Type A, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Type A, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.